You're listening to Midlife State of Mind Podcast, hosted by Aaron Beadle and Belinda Fleming, two gals who dish on all the challenges and opportunities that come with this middle section of your life. Each episode, you'll find yourself going between laughter and tears as they cover all the topics you need to know about midlife. Welcome back to Midlife State of Mind. We're your hosts, Erin Beadle and Belinda Fleming. Thank you for joining us for another episode. We are so grateful for all of our listeners. We would like to give a big thank you to all of our listeners in the state of Alabama. Y'all are our next door neighbors. We're in Georgia. So thanks for listening, guys. Have any of our listeners ever experienced this phenomenon where you have a big goal or a promotion or maybe even you're planning a vacation and you're just so excited about it and you think, ah, once I get here, I'm going to be so happy only to arrive and feel a little bit of disillusionment or maybe you're not as happy as you thought you were going to be when you arrived. We're going to be talking about that today. What is that? term called, Belinda? It is known as the arrival fallacy, and it is a psychological concept that refers to this mistaken belief that once a specific goal, it could be a milestone or a life event. It could be, like you said, travel plans to go somewhere, and we have this belief that our life is dramatically going to improve as a result of whatever, and that we're going to reach this state of happiness and contentment. Like we're finally going to arrive. Arrive, right. Right. And what happens is this notion that you arrive to this certain point in your life, whatever that may be, we have this belief that everything's just going to fall into place magically. Rainbows and unicorns. Oh yeah. And that we won't ever struggle anymore and that we finally arrive to this place of just complete bliss. And the truth of the matter is that this can manifest in many different aspects of our life. It can can be career, it can be relationships, it can even be if we're really caught up in personal achievements. But what happens is we get to this particular place, we achieve it, and there is this disappointment or a little bit of a letdown after you get there because you don't really feel that much different than you did before. Or maybe the journey of getting there was actually something that was more fulfilling than once you arrived at this particular place or event. What do you think? So there is this research that shows, and I've always found this fascinating because you and I both love to travel, that the most satisfying part of a trip is the planning ahead of time. Mm-hmm. And coming off of our trip recently to Switzerland, if, if you listened to the last episode, Facing Your Fears, we talked about some of the fears I faced in Switzerland. You know, you put all this time and effort, you Google everything, you're like looking at travel blogs, and you're like, I can't wait to get to Utopia. And then you get there and you're like, it's just like where I live. It's a place. (laughs) (laughs) And it's got the same exact issues. All of the issues that you have in your hometown, you take with you wherever you go. So there's a momentary happiness like, ah, we're finally here. And then it's just... It's temporary. Temporary, right. This term, arrival fallacy, was coined by a Harvard-trained psychologist, Dr. Tal Ben-Shahir, in his book, Happier, Can You Learn to Be Happy? And he talks about when he was a young boy, he was an elite squash player. And he had this recurring belief that if he could just win a match or a tournament, he was going to experience happiness, like everlasting happiness. However, he did achieve that and he briefly felt a little bit of happiness, right? Mm -hmm. Because you're like, oh, wow, look, I finally did it. But then once the euphoria faded, he was back to himself being himself facing everyday life. 
So it is this idea that we get so caught up in the goal or the destination or whatever it is, right? The achievement, the accomplishment that we don't realize that, like you said, it's the journey that actually is probably more fulfilling. It's what keeps us in the moment, if you will. Being in the moment, I think, is the magic of having a fulfilled life. This arrival fallacy is often leading us to unrealistic expectations. I think that it can result in this feeling of disappointment and being unfulfilled despite all of this energy and effort you put into getting there, thinking this was going to be, as you said, this state of happiness. Let's be honest, the the human experience of living your life, we cannot attain perpetual happiness. It isn't meant to be that way. The human experience is the ups and the downs. Well, you have a myriad of emotions all the time. And I often like to say when one of my favorite words, we've said it in other podcasts, is equanimity. Equanimity is finding peace at all times, no matter what's going on. So it's not like happiness is a transient feeling and feelings are not facts. It's just a momentary psychological event that you're having in your own personal head. So you can be happy and you can be sad, but if you have this contentment, this equanimity, you know that you're going to be happy, you know that you're going to be sad, but you still have this inner peace, this inner contentment. And there's so much truth and in order to know happiness, you have to know sadness. And in order to know sadness, you have to know happiness. So in reality, life is this dynamic journey of ups and downs and it's characterized by ongoing personal growth. Not this idea of getting somewhere and arriving at this magical place that is now just going to, like you said, you know, be unicorns and rainbows or whatever. So what we are trying to accomplish today by bringing this to the forefront of our conversation is really just embracing the complexities of life rather than always looking for this belief that or falling into the trap of the belief that there is permanent ease and permanent happiness all the time. There just isn't. And so we actually create more suffering by believing that and thinking that the next thing we're going to attain that. So really our approach should be being fully present in whatever it is that we're doing in that moment and also approaching life with this gratitude for the highs and the lows. Right. It's interesting because I think often I can remember with my first child and then even with the second, you're always thinking like, well, when they sleep through the night, it's going to be so much better. Then they sleep through the night, but then you got to potty train them. But once they're potty training, then I don't have to buy diapers anymore and I don't have to change up. Life is going to be so much better. Well, then they start saying no. And then you have this whole other issue. Then they become teenagers. And right. Well, let's not talk about that, but yeah. So it's always, and I can remember when, you know, being a stay at home mom for years and we lived on one income every year when Jeff would get a raise, it's like, When we have this much more money, life is going to be so much better. We'd get this raise. It never changed anything dramatically. And I'd find myself, well, next year, that raise is going to be, make things even better. And I was reading this article on arrival fallacy. And one of the things that really stuck out to me was this idea that this woman had noticed that on Pinterest, there were all these boards of things I'll wear when I'm skinny. It even bleeds over. All of society is geared towards attaining the next thing, like, losing the weight, becoming skinnier. I actually wrote a post about it not too long ago about learning to love my body. I said, my body has birthed three children, fed them. My body has swam in oceans. It's climbed mountains. I mean, not Mount Kilimanjaro, but... (laughs) Mine has, though. Yes. 
you know, but instead of tearing her down all the time, instead of always focusing on what she's lacking, I need to focus on all of the wonderful miracles that my body is. It houses my soul. And so instead of focusing on things I'll wear when I'm skinny, why not how I will love my body in this day and age? Mm -hmm. You know, it's a real thing, I think, for women. I think we spend our teens wanting our body to be a certain way. We spend our mid-20s and 30s. If you've given birth to children, then you're trying to attain that pre-pregnancy figure again. And then I think in your midlife, you're in pre-menopause or post-menopause. Then you look back and you're like, oh my gosh, I look at these pictures of myself as a 20 and a 30 year old and I was gorgeous and I didn't even realize at the time right and then let's fast forward to you know when we're 80 and we look back we don't want to look back over our life with regret we want to embrace every stage of our life the physical beauty of every stage and every wrinkle and every laugh line we've earned it and we need to embrace it so yeah when we're talking about a rival fallacy it can be about this idea of this perfect body that you think you're going to arrive in you know let's lose it let's let it go right I'll be happy if I can lose 20 pounds yeah you lose 20 pounds and you know what you're not any happier than when you weigh 20 pounds the silly truth of it is just be happy in this perfect body that you've been given and, and that can allow you to do all of the things that make life wonderful walking out in nature soaking in a hot tub all the wonderful things and when we look in the mirror let's not be so judgmental of this body that we've been given. That is, let's let go of the arrival fallacy of the physical body. Let's see if we can begin to let go of the arrival fallacy of always needing to do this, to get that, to get that, to get this. This, I think our culture really is doing a number on us because of marketing all the next greatest thing. Of course. Right? And so that means, hey, let's walk away from the technology for a while. We've talked about that in past episodes. Give it a rest. Give it a break. Get out in nature. Look the people in the eye that you're with and and love them and spend quality time. And let's get away from our technology and our phones. and Well, the comparison trap too. Yeah. Like you were mentioning about relationships, concentrating on your relationships. Tal Ben-Shahar, in a study that he did, came up with the number one predictor of happiness. And he says it's the quality time we spend with the people we care about and that care about us. So those meaningful relationships are what will give us the longer lasting happiness than that short term high that we get from accomplishing something or purchasing something or some goal that we reach. Another thing is trying to avoid falling into that trap of thinking, I'll be happy when. Mm -hmm. I'll be happy when I get my next pay raise. I'll be happy when my kid does this. I'll be happy when I lose 20 pounds. So no, find contentment now and then enjoying the journey instead of wishing for the outcome which is something that can be hard because if you are a goal oriented person you like to work towards a goal and sometimes you lose sight of that the journey is actually where the magic is happening and then being realistic with any goals that you have for yourself and taking inventory of the positives in your life like we said focusing with gratitude on what you have now and so like we say almost in every episode what it really boils down to is life is right now in this moment. So being present in this moment, instead of living in the past, instead of projecting into the future, instead of always trying to avoid living in the moment is being right here. Like this is where I am right now, sitting in this room, recording this podcast with Linda. I'm grateful for 
this moment. I'm not going to worry about how many downloads it'll get. Anything, you know. <laughs> We're just being, right. being very in the moment. Right. And there is something really beautiful about having real conversations and sharing this belief or disbelief that we love to split hairs, right? Don't we? We really do love to take <laughs> a subject and look at it from different angles, different perspectives. And there's a phrase that, that I like and I use it a lot in yoga classes, obstacles are the path. You shouldn't be surprised when things are the complexities of life. You know, you shouldn't be surprised when you stumble upon on maybe a daily basis or weekly basis, the complexities of life. So this is a powerful concept when you give yourself permission to accept that obstacles are the path. And when we're trying to compare this to how this might relate to why we have this arrival fallacy thing happening is because most of us really do hold on to this misleading belief that it shouldn't be hard, that things shouldn't be complex, and that it, that there's always going to be, if we're maybe we're just doing it wrong. Do you ever think people think, oh my gosh, I must be doing it wrong because why is everything so hard? Living and breathing and getting up every day is no, hard. Yeah, no one ever said it was going to be easy. And there isn't some age, certainly not midlife, where no. you wake up and it becomes easy. So I think today we'd like to dismantle this belief system that it is supposed to be easy because it really isn't. It isn't. Well, we did an episode very early on and it was about happiness. And you know what is the happiest decade for people is 60 on. Mm-hmm. And the happiest decade is the 70s to 80s. And I think that's because by then you realize, which is kind of sad. You have think, enough life experience. Right. And you're finally like, this is the important stuff. Loving people, building relationships, being in nature. It's not always about the goal or the accomplishment. It's about the journey. And sadly, it takes us sometimes until those decades to finally really let it sink in and be like, this is what's important. And we're not saying that setting goals are good. They help propel you forward. We are saying they're good. Yes. They are good. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But you don't want to rely on them for your happiness mm-hmm. because happiness, like you said, it is something that is transient. It is going to ebb and flow no matter what right? You're not going to be perpetually happy. Well, obstacles being the path, it might seem counterintuitive at first, but this concept really holds a key to understanding why the arrival fallacy is so misleading. When we talk about the arrival fallacy leads us to believe that once we reach this or that, that it's going to be smooth sailing and free of challenges. That's where the paradox lies because in reality, the obstacles are an integral part of the journey. And we keep saying the word journey. And the journey by journey we mean the present just moment. being in this moment right. in this life that you're living and it's crucial for us to breathe in and breathe out and take it all in. The better we get at reaching a point where you realize that the present is all that we have. It's really it's really where life is happening and unfolding. So one thing I think that often happens that maybe helps counter arrival fallacy is when we do experience something that is life altering. So maybe somebody that we know dies unexpectedly or some tragedy and then we have that brief time period where we're really in the moment mm-hmm. because we are, we're not promised tomorrow and living in the past is not helpful. And it, we need to start cultivating that ability to have that mindset even without having something that triggers it. 
like, absolutely tragic or otherwise. You have to really remind yourself every day, this is the here and now. This is life, like right now. Mm-hmm. Life isn't happening in the future. And life doesn't stand still. No. It does not stand still. And every setback, everything that we think is a detour or a roadblock is actually the journey. It is part of the path. And so instead of getting derailed by it, learn to adapt, learn to become stronger, learn to really see it as opportunity for personal growth. We would love to hear from our listeners if this is something that you have struggled with in your own life. I knew what the concept was, but I didn't even know the term arrival fallacy until Belinda and I were talking about it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's what I've done almost my whole life. <laughs> well, I think it's important to to ask everyone to challenge the notion of arrival fallacy in your own life and just be a little bit more cognizant of how often are we kind of falling into that and that really we can use use this episode as an opportunity to have a more meaningful existence and try to pull away from these tendencies to fall into that arrival fallacy trap. So by connecting with this idea, emphasizing the importance of our part in our own, how we show up in the world every single day. Well, if any of this has resonated with you, we would love for you to take a moment to give us a five-star rating and a written review. That just helps us grow in the podcast algorithm so that we can reach more listeners and grow the Midlife State of Mind podcast community. Our podcast is a place where we can inspire each other to make positive changes and embrace all that midlife has to offer. And we are so grateful that you are on this journey alongside us. We'll see you next week. Bye now. Bye. This has been an E-Squared production.